It's philosophy talk. Two people with a heart in between them. Scary long nose devil face. Lipstick, high heels, flexed bicep. Two little dancing girls wearing cat ears. Is texting destroying the sentence? Shouldn't we have seen the writing on the wall when the OED shows an emoji as its word of the year? Adult woman face. Pointy finger, A-OK hand. Offensive racial stereotype. So, little angel boy. Should we be worried about how informal language is becoming in the age of the internet? Text bubble. <laughs> Wedding ring. Scissors. Walking man. Offensive racial stereotype. Cancer. Astrological sign. Adult woman face. Paranoid angry face. Are writing standards getting worse, or are they just changing with the time? Our guest is Jan Miskowski from Reed College, author of Crises of the Sentence. Two little dancing girls wearing cat ears and knife! Coming up on Philosophy Talk. Coming soon, it's our annual Dionysus Award show. We'll be talking about the most philosophical movies of the past year, and we want to hear from you. Submit your nominations to comments at philosophytalk.org and tell us why you think your movie deserves a Dionysus Award. Are tweeting and texting killing the sentence? Don't outmoded forms of writing deserve to die? Isn't there room for more than one kind of writing? Welcome to Philosophy Talk. The program that questions everything. Except your intelligence. I'm Josh Landy. And I'm Ray Briggs. We're coming at you from the studios of KALW in San Francisco. Continuing conversations that begin at Philosopher's Corner on the Stanford campus, where Ray teaches philosophy, and I direct the Philosophy and Literature Initiative. Today we're thinking about the death of the sentence. In an age of emojis, memes, and reaction gifs, are complete sentences becoming passé? Passé, Ray? Oh, gosh, I don't think so, and I really hope not. Well, maybe you're just out of touch. Kids these days are creating all kinds of new forms of communication, and it's really cool. Well, look, I'm not, I'm not here to bash the youth of today. I mean, I, I think they're fantastic. They're, they're politically active, they're resourceful, they're forward-looking, but, you know, if they can't use complete sentences, uh, what are their essays going to look like? Oh, come on, Josh. Why are you so invested in these conservative, outmoded ideas about writing anyway? Well, you should be encouraging creativity. Creativity, sure. I mean, they should definitely be creative in their ideas. But once they've got their, those ideas, well, what's wrong with putting them down in the form of sentences and, and making an essay out of it? So, you know, saying things clearly so we can all understand them. Oh, Geez, that's so narrow. Why not encourage them to create word clouds or computer programs or like collections of images, something like that? Well, because I want them to express complete thoughts, Ray, and, and I want them to organize those thoughts in a way that makes sense to another human being. Well, okay, sure, but like, why do you need a whole essay to do that? You could express a complete thought in just a few words. Oh, yeah? How? Aha! See, you did it right there when you said, oh, yeah, how? You expressed a complete thought. That, that, that wasn't a complete thought. Well, gee, Josh, I understood you, didn't I? Yes, okay, you did understand me, but only because I was responding to your half of the conversation. I mean, if you took those words, oh, yeah, how, and, and like put them in a different context... They'd mean something completely different. I, I could use them to ask how, I don't know, how lasers work or, or how the presidential election's going to turn out or, or, I don't know, how to make a nice English trifle. Well, yeah, of course, if you take someone's words out of context, you can change the meaning. But isn't that just as true of a passage from an essay as it is for a sentence fragment or a series of GIFs? Uh, look, I really don't think so. After all, look, a, a GIF 
can have multiple interpretations. Some people even call them a gif. Right? Uh, but a well-formed sentence, Ray, that's going to be easy to understand. Oh, well-formed sentence. Oh, oh, here, what about this one? Wherefore art thou Romeo? That's a well-formed sentence, but people misunderstand it all the time. They think wherefore means where, but it really means why. Okay, all right, fair enough. You got me, and you kind of got me on my own home turf, so okay, points to you. But but I still want to say about that, you know, that's a 400-year-old play. I feel like people are going to have an easier time understanding things that have been written today. Oh, so you do like contemporary language. I'm so glad you're a fan of GIFs and emojis after all. Wait, you're calling GIFs and emojis language? Uh-huh, old man yells at cloud, Josh. Uh, angry face emoji, Ray. Hashtag get off my lawn. <laughs> but seriously, emojis are a language, just like written English. I don't get it. How's that supposed to work? Ha, I'm so glad you asked. We sent our roving philosophical reporter, Holly J. McDeed, to investigate the creative potential of emojis. She files this report. Marcel Denesi is like the smiling face with the sunglasses emoji. He's chill. I send text messages, and I had a rock and roll band. Don't get me wrong. Denesi teaches semiotics at the University of Toronto, so naturally he was once in a band called the Semiotones. One member of the Semiotones always ended her text with a smiley face, until one day... She sent me a text that it was not there, and I started to panic. I said, oh my god, something is going on in her life. Denise called her to find out what was going on. Sure enough, she was having a bad day. The absence of the smiley face said it all. I knew right there and then that this is a very powerful new form that is emotive and communicatively powerful. It moved me (laughs) to call her up. Text, emails, and emojis might seem like they're making us lazy writers. But over time, very specific rules developed. Like if you don't use multiple exclamation points or throw in a smiley face, something might be wrong. Emojis bring warmth and tone to electronic communication. Even if it's ironic and so on, in the end, smile, laugh it off, life is too short. I don't know if I can say this in American <laughs> program, but your president does not use them. I know words. I have the best words. There are other unspoken guidelines, too. You might say LOL ironically after something terrible happened. Or you might use capital letters or periods to show you're angry. So if you send someone sounds good with no period, then that's kind of this sort of flat or default intonation. Gretchen McCulloch is the author of Because Internet, Understanding the New Rules of Language. But if you send someone sounds good with a period, it sounds kind of like, sounds good. McCulloch says like speaking, writing now has formal and informal versions. But that doesn't mean the internet will kill off the formal sentence. You know, you talk differently to your dog than you do to your boss, or at least I hope so. Uh, And that doesn't mean that informality is a bad thing. Emojis bring facial expressions to a faceless online world, but they can't replace words. Let's play Emojinius. It's difficult to understand emoji sequences. There's even a show called Emojinius where contestants try. Welcome to Emojinius, the show where solving emoji messages will earn one team a shot at $10,000. In this segment, contestants must identify the band expressed through emojis. A white square album, park ranger, and pepper emoji appear on the screen. Go. Blank, white, army, white, um, army soldier. No, that's not oh. it. The answer was the white album and Sgt. Pepper. Next, there's an image of four beetle emojis. Um, spider- Spider-Man! Um, what, what, 
Oh my God! Oh, the Beatles. That was the correct answer. And emojis aren't so great for expressing complex ideas. A group of people even tried writing Moby Dick entirely in emojis, but it's impossible to read without the text. Just a sample. Telephone, man with mustache, sailboat, whale, okay sign. That means call me Ishmael. Five, X, nostril, chart increasing with yen, question mark, muscle, sunflower. And that means it is a way I have of driving off the spleen and regulating the circulation. But then again, Herman Melville made up a lot of words when he wrote Moby Dick. Some scholars say that's because the English vocabulary was too limiting for what he wanted to say. Imagine then what Melville himself could have done with emojis. Why are you wearing that long face? You're not game for Moby Dick? For Philosophy Talk, I'm Holly J. McDeed. You can listen to the rest of this episode by purchasing it on iTunes Music. Or for unlimited listening, subscribe to our archive at philosophytalk.org.